Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fan-freaking-tastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Across from me is Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? Mm. You're feeling it. It's one of those days. You're feeling the liberty. I can feel all of the, the inspiration and the enthusiasm radiating off of you from one side of the table to the other. Just one of those days. Just one of the, yeah. It's all yeah. about these days. I, got, I, got I woke up this yeah. morning just on fire for liberty. That's not good. <laughs> oh, on fire for liberty. Yeah, yeah. All right, liberty. I got you. Yeah. Uh, we got the Fed Haters Club hanging out with us. Uh, you know, just a big thank you to them for putting up with our completely random time schedules that we give uh, everyone. Today's every brought to you by Nate Thirsty. Yeah. I mean, yeah. today's my fault. Yesterday was Charlie's fault and the day before. I mean, we, we don't go at the same time every day. That's just part of it. Mm -hmm. we, we say that we are live every day when we want to. We go live every day. And that pertains to the time of day. We got, it's in the fine print. Okay. All right, so anyway, you can go to joingmail.com if you want to hang out with everyone and answer some of the questions that I want to pose to some people in the group. There's a little bit of news stuff going on. I was telling everyone beforehand, I'm not exactly up to date on the situation. There is a uh, House Oversight Committee hearing where they're debating a resolution holding Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress. This is this uh, these ongoing proceedings, the witch hunt of the Biden family, yeah. you know, and uh, so anyway, they're talking about holding him in contempt of Congress. I don't know if that's going to happen. We did just run into this, what I think is a ridiculous clip from Congresswoman Nancy Mace uh, pulling out both a, a, a race card and a uh, gender card in the same 41-second clip. Mm. And she's a Republican. It, it really shows you that they will use that to their advantage in an argument anytime. It's not that there's like a principled philosophy against these being driving factors or barriers in our society. It's just really that you want to be able to use it whenever you have the opportunity uh, to use it. And you don't like it when other people do it and push policies that you don't like. But see, that's so, the problem though. When mm -hmm. people keep doing it though, it's like eventually you're going to, you're you going to do it too. Cause you're, you're like, well, how do you like it? Then it's not a fair game if I don't do it yeah. too. You know, but also I kind of, it's kind of like poking the whole bear thing, man. You know, you keep poking, like you keep using it and mm -hmm. eventually you're going to be like, well, I'm going to do it too. Like, how do you like it? Maybe you'll stop doing it. If, if I start doing it, yeah, I don't you'll think stop it works I, that way. It doesn't work that no. way. It never does. <laughs> so anyhow, but you um, can understand it. This uh, is, this is the problem when it comes to the, the political warfare, you know, that the, it's a cycle. It's a vicious cycle. The whole thing is a circle. You know, people are doing something because the other person did something. Yeah. And what, then where does it end? It only ends when someone decides to end it and decides to be the bigger person and not do it. Mm -hmm. And maybe they suffer because they didn't do it. But that's really the only way, in my opinion, that it ever ends. Um, anyway, that really didn't have a lot to do with this conversation. Hunter Biden showed up at this hearing, surprisingly. I saw one person said it looked like he was uh, drunk as a skunk or something like that. Um Let's just hear what Nancy Mace. Like, no, 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 I'm gonna go that hearing. This is uh, this is her uh, trying to get at Hunter Biden and um, says some kind of funny things in this clip. Here's just a little bit of that. My first question is, who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. 
Um, second question, you are the epitome joke. of white privilege, coming into the Oversight Committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here and- M Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. I like this face that he makes right here. He's like, you guys have seen my balls. Everyone here has seen <laughs> yeah. them. And he's quite proud of them. Uh, so for her to infer that he doesn't have any is downright incorrect. And we all know it. That's a defamation. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this needs community notes immediately. Uh, and they, they could include a picture of Hunter Biden's balls <laughs> yeah. if they wanted to. Yeah. Mr. Chairman. If the gentle lady wants to hear from Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from Hunter Biden. What are you afraid of? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Order, order, order. Are women allowed to speak in here or no? Are women allowed to speak in here or no? you keep interrupting me? Oh, my God. Just what? just happened to pick that part right there. Um... Balls, balls, what are you talking about? I got balls. What's ridiculous to me is uh, it doesn't even have anything to do with the point of the conversation or the questions she's trying to ask him. She, one, says that he, he this is the epitome of white privilege just walking into a congressional hearing. It's not white privilege. This is a, a rich, elite, powerful, well-connected, my dad is the president privilege, and that would be the case whether or not uh, it were one of Obama's kids you know, or Biden's kids, whatever. Bush's so, kids, Trump's kids, yeah, doesn't that's, matter. That's the actual privilege. And then when they start interrupting her, which is a common occurrence in congressional hearings, especially when you're being hostile with a witness or someone who's there, like it's a very common occurrence. And she, the only, the first thing and she And the guy said of, point of inquiry. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's part of the decorum. The, the first, there. the first he thing properly she- properly interrupted. <laughs> it, it, she just can't be interrupted because she's saying so many important things. Like he's using his white privilege, like making a joke about who bribed you to be here and like saying that you don't have any balls to come up here and talk. How dare you interrupt her while she's making such fine points now look, while she's talking. I get where she's coming from though. Yeah. Like this oh, guy's fun. Well, and this guy <laughs> should be in jail. Obviously. Maybe for what? For <laughs> what do you mean for what? Prove it to me. He I'm got, just playing devil's advocate here. You think do you think that he got that position on the board for that no. gas company because of his merit? Because he knows so <laughs> much about gas. Part of his merit was who his dad was. But you know. Do <laughs> you think that money transferred hands illegally? Uh yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a, a pay no. for influence scheme going he on. He hasn't there. been convicted yeah. yet. Sure. Yeah. Innocent until proven guilty. Mm -hmm. But there should be he should definitely, there should be an investigation. He should be prosecuted. I thought you were saying that he should be in jail for like the gun charge or the no. taxes or something like that. No, because, no, no. Or the drugs or no. whatever, or, you know. No, or taking videos of his balls and oh, that's fine. hookers and you stuff. Know, no. Whatever. Yeah. But, I don't agree with that stuff, but I don't think any of that's really a crime. How is his name not on the Epstein list? Was he too far gone to be <laughs> on that island? Where they were like, no, we don't want that. They knew that information would here. get leaked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like, we can't trust him. This guy's a liability. This island. Yeah. Actually, that's... I don't care how much money he has. Probably true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, the other thing she goes to is, uh, what, can women not talk in here? Come on, Nancy. Yeah. Women talk in here all the time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> why, why just default to those arguments when someone is challenging you? You got to... 
got to have a little more sense than that. So anyway, we'll follow the news here, see if they end up holding him in contempt of Congress and what all comes from that. By the way, he's just, technically in contempt of Congress for not yeah. answering a subpoena. That's that true. Legally obligated to answer. We'll see if they actually vote to do that, yeah. that process, uh, which by the way, I just, I have an overall sense of none of this matters. I want to know what's actually going on in the country that's important mm. at this time. What war are we about to get involved in? How are they stealing your money? Things like that. Um, th this whole thing is just a lot of political theater. To this is a lot more fun, though, Nate. Oh, remember, it's more fun. Remember we talked yesterday about mm -hmm, going over mm -hmm. facts and real things no one seems to care about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the, we want clips like this. Yeah. Uh, like what Nancy just made, probably so she can get a bunch of small donors to give her political donations. Mm. So she's acting out, you know? Yeah. So anyhow, I wanted to get to, so we played that, which kind of threw off my whole vibe I wanted to start with, which was... Well, uh, now she's going to create videos of her saying this, and white woman destroys, <laughs> or Republican woman destroys Hunter Biden in Congress, and then that'll go viral. It's already going viral. Let me talk to you about this weird situation going on. Now, we're, we're, we're libertarians, okay? We got differing views on immigration than a lot of people do. But did you see the story about this uh, school? I did see this. <clears throat> up in New York uh, where the kids were moved to, uh, uh, what do they call it when the kids learn from home? I can't, I can't remember, remote, remote learning mm -hmm. uh, because of the weather. But it wasn't because the kids couldn't go to school. It was because they had to move all of these immigrants uh, out of their temporary tents that they had for them out on out on this uh, airfield, I believe, and move them indoors in the school. And so the school's closed, I guess, just for today uh, because they had to move all these people in. Now, that's annoying to me. It's not that I hate the immigrants. You see picture, you see video of them getting off the bus and some of them are holding children and stuff like that. There's this video of this mom who was... Uh, like yelling at people as they're going into the building and she's upset. And I feel bad for her and I also feel bad for the people that are getting off the bus at the same time because they're human beings. Mm -hmm. But I'll, I'll ask you the main question after this video. Damn, you kicked all the kids out of school tomorrow. How does it feel? You feel good? I hope you feel good. I hope you all sleep really well tonight. Why are you yelling at them? That's why. That's why. She's an agitated mother. That's why. Yeah, look at that. She's like, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> Take it over my kid's school. Take all the kids out. She's sleeping here tonight, huh? How long you staying? She's from Brooklyn for sure. <laughs> Staten Island. <laughs> so I don't really agree with what she's doing first off because she's not yelling in Spanish. They have no idea what she's yeah. saying. She's probably, she could be congratulating them for all they know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So uh, first off, uh, that's a thing. I, I feel bad for the people getting off the buses. Like, listen, I think people should, I think people should come here. I think this is a better country than pretty much every other country. And there's a reason that people want to come here. And I, and I, and I feel bad for whatever situation it is that they're coming from. And these moms with their kids getting off a school bus, going to sleep in a gym for the night. 
I feel bad for them. At the same time, I wonder, and I'm going to sound kind of like a right-winger here for a minute, I wonder how long this whole millions of people coming across the border thing is actually sustainable. I know that we have a philosophical belief in that people should be able to freely travel and they should be able to go wherever, but I wonder how long that's actually sustainable. Well, this is, but this is the problem though. People aren't, it's not like they're freely coming here and they have to like set up their own lives. Yeah. Yeah. The the government is using, stealing money from you to then house them in places that it wasn't earmarked for, let's say, let's just even say that. Yeah. There wasn't money in the budget earmarked to house illegal immigrants in schools. Yeah. Schools, they steal your money to set up schools. And the whole idea is they're going to educate your kids. But now they're repurposing these buildings. And it's not like I don't want these human beings to have a safe night. I mean, these little kids that could die in the cold, of course, I don't want that to happen. That's not, you know, that's not the thing, but as Milton Friedman said back in the eighties, he was right. The only thing, the only good immigration is illegal immigration because they didn't qualify for any government assistance back then. Back then. But now they do. But the problem is not the immigration. It's not the people. It's it, the it, fact that the government is, is trying to take care of... Look, these people would find a way to take care of themselves. They would. <clears throat> and if they didn't think that they had this option, like if, if they were like, hmm, the government may not take care of us if we cross the border. They may not cross the border yet until they can get themselves to a place where they can cross the border and take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's true. Like if you knew that you were going to come across the border and literally about band-aids all the time, literally just be homeless and hungry and the government wasn't going to do anything for you at all, uh, which is the way it, should be because they shouldn't be stealing money from other people to take care of other people. Now, different organizations can get together and take care of people if they want to do that, but voluntarily. But if you knew that the government wasn't going to uh, house you in a school or build a little tent city for you or uh, take care of you in every which way, uh, then maybe you wouldn't decide to come across the border. And to, you know, what you were talking about with Milton Freeman, what he meant was the the only good immigration was illegal because people could come here. They would not qualify for benefits, but they could come and work and be productive in society. Maybe they were working, you know, uh, under the table or, or whatever, but they could come here and be productive in society, which is good for everyone, but then not be able to take out of the uh, system. And so that was the actual best way to do it because the system that we had, and that's just not the case anymore. You see, uh, we just talked about California, sex changes for illegal immigrants, and along with all the other health care that they provide for people in California. We say that's a California problem, but what happens when California goes belly up? You think that we just uh, break it off of the edge of the U.S. and let it float out into the sea? No, that's, the, that's not what happens. The, the federal government takes your money and bails them out. That's what ends up happening. And yeah. so it ends up being a national problem. But once again... Aren't these people getting what they voted for, though? Well, the, maybe this lady yeah. might not be getting yeah. what she's voting for. You know, doesn't mean that she agreed to this thing happening. She probably paid for her kids to go to school. And now she's got to, what, stay home from work tomorrow to, to take care of the kids and let them do remote learning. You know, do you see what Pritzker's doing in Illinois? Tactical Warlock just brought him up, brought it up. They're going to, Pritzker's talking about basically 
making illegal immigrants police officers to go enforce the assault see, rifle I did ban. See something like that because all the sheriffs and police departments were like, "Yeah, we're not going to enforce this." So he was talking about making illegal immigrants police officers to go around and enforce it. I guess what I I guess what I wonder, what I'm actually starting to to really wonder is, um, do libertarians need to have uh, like what's our solution for this if we if we got in power? Because well, I don't think well, what's but, happening right now is actually sustainable for very long. And there's also problems as it uh, pertains to the census and immigrants being counted in the uh, population, which uh, controls the proportion of seats that you get, which can actually change the amount of... You're, they don't even have to vote, but you can get more congressional seats in areas where people are going, yeah. even if they're not voting. And in, in that way, Texas and Florida are doing everyone a disservice by sending people to Chicago and New York and California, because then you're potentially giving them more congressional seats. So <laughs> that, that could have been the plan all along. Yeah. You know? Well, folks, as many of you know, back in 2017, my wife and I bought a house in Nashville, Tennessee. It was a massive risk, but it's turned into a massive asset for the two of us. We spent tons of time and money remodeling and making this place our own a comfortable place to carry us into the future with our little nieces and nephews and our family coming to visit all the time. Things like this are worth protecting. And making an estate plan now means we can gain security and peace of mind for ourselves and our loved ones. With trust and will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $159. Go to trustandwill.com GML for 10% off plus free document shipping. We're currently using Trust and Will's simple-to-use website to build our will. I'm amazed by how easy this website makes it to do something that's so important. Think about it. If something happens to my wife and I and we don't have a will, who gets to decide what happens to our assets? The government. Uh, no, thank you. But I don't trust them to even resurface the roads that go to my house, let alone decide what happens to my biggest asset after I'm gone. I've seen it happen with other members of my family when they passed. They didn't have a will and... Man, was it a mess for their family to get everything sorted out afterwards. I know it's not something we like to think about, but it can happen to any of us at any time. Well, get the peace of mind you deserve by creating your estate plan with Trust and Will, an overall rating of excellent and thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot and used by hundreds of thousands of families and counting. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash GML. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash GML. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, it's January, so everyone's thinking new year, new me, right? But what if there are some things that you're already doing right and could just be expanded on? I started keeping a calendar at the end of last year, trying to get better organized with my crazy life schedule. Maybe you're like Charlie and you've already shed 80 pounds of extra weight and you just have a little further to go. Well, therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. As you know, I've done therapy in the past and found it to be extremely helpful. It's not just for those that have major trauma, although it's perfect for that too. But it's also for people that want to learn positive coping skills and how to set healthy boundaries and how to be the best, the best version of yourself. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress that you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GML. Here's the thing about something like this. Libertarians get a bad rap about things like this because they're like, oh, libertarians aren't compassionate. That's going to lead into this next tweet here. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's not that libertarians aren't compassionate. See, we actually care about the entire livelihood of these people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the problem with these types of things, it's not that libertarians aren't compassionate or we don't want to help the poor and the needy. We, we believe in all kinds of volunteerism and, and supporting soup kitchens and homeless shelters or whatever. There's all kinds of libertarians who actually go out in the community and do real work to help people. Here's the difference between government assistance and like compassionate volunteering assistance is for the most part, people who receive help from uh, nonprofit organizations and people who are volunteering their time and resources to help those folks out. When you get help from an organization like that, most of the time you kind of feel like you're a little bit of a burden and you kind of want to give back and you're, you're grateful for the help and all of that stuff. When you get it from the government and you, and you, maybe you help vote for it or whatever the case is. Now you feel entitled to that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is an expectation well, that if I'm not doing well, well, I I can fall back on the government is forced to help me out. Well, there's a big incentive and, difference. A nonprofit has and, the incentive to actually help people and get them into a place in society where they don't need help anymore. And the government doesn't have that incentive because they just get more money the more people need their help. And so the nonprofit has the incentive. Well, but also for the person themselves, I'm saying the incentive, like, and I'm going back to what libertarians actually care about, which is I care about the entire livelihood of the people and their children becoming uh, productive members of society for themselves, right? Because if you spend your whole life uh, always needing help and everything like that, you're just always not, you're not going to feel like a very good person mm-hmm. for the most part, psychologically. You also won't have as good of a life. Right. But if you, if you, are able to uh, believe in yourself and develop skills and provide for you. There's something that inside of humans, you feel so accomplished, you yeah. know, you, and, and, and then like you can go and, and help other people mm-hmm. in need. And you can come from somewhere like, man, you know, my family crossed the border and we struggled, but we learned some things and, and we built up a life and we're proud of that. And now we're in a position we can help other people. And it's not like, providing assistance and helping people out is not what libertarians want to do. It's just, it has to be done in a way that is going to be best for everyone. And, and I, and I get so sick of libertarians get a bad rap for this because I've never, when I spend time with libertarians for the most part, almost all of them are extremely compassionate people who volunteer their time and services at all kinds of places, especially here in the state of Tennessee, the, the party spent its time going and helping the victims of the tornado and going and helping in homeless shelters and, and volunteering their time uh, doing community service work. Uh, libertarians actually go out and live those values. Mm-hmm. We just don't believe that the government should be doing things like this because it's not helpful. 
And it's also not, and, it's not real when the government forces it. What's what the real change in society takes place when people voluntarily decide to take it upon themselves to help other people. It's and, not not when it's forced on other people. You want you, a, a true change in people. And if you travel the world, most people don't even want this. When you travel the world, <clears throat> I spent time in Peru and and other places. You spent time in uh, definitely really poor third third world countries. And you go and talk to people in these villages. They don't want handouts. You know, they don't want you to just take care of them. And that's because they're human beings. What they want is they want an opportunity to do something with their lives, to build something for themselves and their families. That's what these people actually want. And that is what's actually going to be sustainable. Stuff like this isn't sustainable. It's not. It's a losing game. So when you bring it back to the immigration thing, and uh, I think where libertarians stand is that it's not the immigrants themselves are not the problem. People coming here is not the problem. It's the fact that we have all of these systems that take from all of us. And by us, I mean U.S. citizens, taxpaying citizens. I don't mean like us and them to dehumanize people or whatever. But we have all these systems that take from us uh, to take care of other people. And that's just not going to be a sustainable situation, especially with millions of people coming here uh, every year uh, without taxes going through the roof or whatever it may be. But the problem are all of those. The problem is California deciding that they're going to use taxpayers' money uh, stolen from the taxpayers to pay for other people's health care or the fact that they're going to, one, use all the taxpayers' money to build the school in Brooklyn or wherever it is and charge people a bunch of property taxes and stuff for the school and then tell the kids that they got to go do remote learning and the parents got to stay home and watch their kids. And then also that we're going to pay a bunch of government officials to bring all of these other people that we're paying to house and come stay in a building that all these other people are paying for. It's just not a sustainable situation. It's going to keep getting worse and worse. And so I don't Especially really know what to do with it. you have 60% of Americans mm-hmm. living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Credit card debts through the roof. The economy's not doing well. 60% figure, by the way, is... Well, let's use their is figure. If, is iffy. Let's use yeah. their figure, <clears throat> right? We just got to tax the rich. I, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah, that's the thing. This type of help is not sustainable, which is why most, so your most uh, homeless shelters and things like that, they're temporary. Mm-hmm. They're there to help someone in need so that they don't die, Okay. And maybe this is a situation where they're trying to do something like that because it's so cold. They're like, well, these people can't be living outside. It's, like, might, it's an emergency. We might, have to bring people they might in tonight. Die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's get them into a building where at least they'll be warm. Um, but that's what, you know, volunteer homeless shelters, all kinds of things that they're, they're temporary situations to when someone, uh, to keep someone from dying or to keep someone safe until they can get back on their own feet. And you, those programs are designed to help people get back up on their own feet to be productive members of society. So then they, then they can turn around and contribute later on and help other people in need. And that's what we really should be doing here. Let's bring in this uh, to our conversation. This person, Sally Girl, um, got some traction and then she turned off uh, mentions and stuff on there um, because probably some libertarians were being a-holes in their responses. Um, she said, talk to me about libertarians. They scare the S word out of me with what appears to be extreme selfishness, but maybe it's something else? Question mark. What am I missing? Question mark. 
Why do they seem so hostile to the idea of the common good? So ex- there you go. Extreme selfishness. And, um, and she's genuinely asking. Uh, she's saying that libertarians scare her. I want to get responses in the group uh, to, what, to what her question is. Oh, she's saying they what, seem hostile to the idea of common good. Well, they, I think she has a misunderstanding of what the actual common good is. Uh, first off, here's the here's the text from the tweet. I just posted that in the group. If anyone wants to uh, respond to it, and we'll we will read your response live on the air. Um, who's common good? Who decides what the common good is? That's one thing I want to know. Is it fifty one percent of the people decide what the common good is? Uh, the other answer is what she mean. A lot later on in these uh, posts, she starts talking about roads and bridges and stuff like that. You know, um, libertarians believe that those things could be done better than the way that the government does them. It's not that we don't think that people should have roads. I'm pretty sure most libertarians also like driving on roads. Yeah. Okay. For the most part. I'll Uh, tell you what, I've driven on dirt mm -hmm. and I've driven on rocks and I've driven on roads. Yeah. Pavement roads. So far roads are better. It's better. Yeah. For sure. And uh, typically a smoother ride depending on what state you're in. The idea is that these things should be done now, you're talking all the way down the property taxes at that point, uh, but the idea is that these things could be done voluntarily and that they would be done voluntarily because they're a necessity in society. Therefore, people would voluntarily choose to do them. Um, the common good, what are you talking about? Healthcare for all? Is that actually better for everyone that the government pays for healthcare? Is healthcare actually going to get better at that point? Maybe libertarians see the writing on the wall that healthcare wouldn't actually get better. Maybe we don't want to pay for school for everyone and have tuition-free college because that would just make college even worse at educating people and even more expensive at the same time while taking money from everyone, more and more money from everyone at the same time. And so I think what I mean is I think she has a, a uh, there's a little mis- a disconnect here on what the actual common good is and what she perceives to be the common good. Extreme selfishness means that people own themselves. It means that I have a right to my own body and to my own self and the fruits of my labor and the product of my labor and that I can best determine what should be done with those things and what's best for me, that no one else has that power over me. That's a really dangerous, slippery slope, obviously, because where does that end? And so extreme selfishness is uh, the way that most people operate, a lot of people just won't uh, admit it. I'd love to have that conversation sometime uh, with someone. But, you know, you got to put your mask on before the before the person next to you, just like those people on that Alaskan Airlines flight. You know, you want to put yours on first because if you pass out, you can't help the person next to you. Mm. So it's actually a better way to have an even better common good for everyone. What's truly better and what sounds better to talk about and libertarians get this, even though it's very tough to implement. Uh, let me see. There's some uh, comments in here, like uh, that going along with what you said, misrepresenting the common good for government. Um, we're hostile to government extortion. <clears throat> um, and selfishness equals personal responsibility. I think that's a good one, is libertarians believe in in personal responsibility and taking responsibility for yourself and the people that you love. And then... If everyone did that, then the society you would create would be much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of you, when because when you create systems of common good, as we've seen throughout history, and this is that's the other thing libertarians are really good at is history. Um, 
when you see those systems develop, it's it's not like you get rid of selfishness. No. It's not like you get rid of selfish desires. Government government People, officers are selfish. They want to win re-election and keep their job. And so they say what they think they need to say to keep their job. Well, not only that, but even in, in even in the common good systems, uh selfishness still takes place and the people who get the most uh, food in the bread lines are the ones who go first and who goes first the ones in power mm-hmm. so well, they don't even have to stand in the bread lines but they, exactly they don't, <laughs> bread's brought to them exactly they're they, they're fed <laughs> along with all the other foods that no one else can have. everyone else gets the crumbs <laughs> yeah right so that's the common good there so do you want a system but, set up like that or do you want a system set up on private property uh profit incentive like which one is the better common good a a system where people are driven by profit incentive and private property or a system, but like what's brought the most common good to humanity, capitalism or government regulations, which, which one would you say? What government program has brought more common good to humanity than someone operating within a capitalist market trying to make money? Which, which one is it? It probably isn't one. Well, and then I think Costco brings up a good question, which is, uh, is it selfish for libertarians to want to keep their own money? Which you is want mo- people to keep their own money. Which is more selfish for someone to keep their own stuff or for you to have a right to take someone else's stuff? Yeah, well, that's for the common good. But <laughs> even if it's for the common good. Yeah. You know, should the American Red Cross have the right to just take $10 from everybody's cell phone? And tack it onto your cell phone bill, regardless of whether or not you send that text message. And if you don't pay them, they send men with guns to the house to lock you up in an American Red Cross prison camp somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, no, that doesn't. That's not what I want. That's what we allow the government to do. Yeah. So which one is which one is actually selfish? So anyway, the answer to her question is we uh, we have a disconnect, a disagreement on what the common good is and what the actual goal is. The common good comes from. Uh, what libertarians, how libertarians want society to operate with private property rights, individual liberty, you will have an even better common good afterwards. So we are, in essence, pursuing the common good, but that's not the goal. I think it's Magoo that said it in here. That's not the goal. That ends up being the end point is a better common good, but it's because we're pursuing our own selfish desires or needs. And that ends up being better for everyone in the end. And then being allowed to freely trade Mm -hmm. those selfish ideas and needs. Exactly. With people. And then to be able to freely help those in need, you know, to, to, and, and to not be forced into giving up resources that we know are going to be squandered. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're fighting for the common good, but we, we actually care about the problem. See, libertarians understand what drives human beings, the incentive structure, the psychology of human beings, what makes them productive. Um, God, you talk to you talk to any therapist, right, about mental health or whatever the case may be. If you're struggling with something, it's all personal responsibility things that you have to do to get yourself into a better place. And not placing blame on other people and waiting for other people to change and blaming them and you being dependent on their actions and what yeah. their decisions. It actually, it actually brings the power back to yourself in the situation. And so libertarians are fighting for the common good. Our idea of getting there is based on uh, morality and ethics 
mm-hmm. and and actually helping people achieve what they need to achieve to be better people. Yeah. Which in turn makes a better community, which makes a better state, which makes a better nation. Amen. That's that's what libertarians are fighting for. That's not extreme selfishness. No. It's actually it's actually solving the problem. And that's the problem right there is that <laughs> what we want to do would actually solve the problem. We gave a speech God knows how many years ago now about how libertarianism was the most compassionate ideology because we're the ones who actually want to solve the problem. We actually put forward ideas that would truly solve the problem. You're worried about college being too expensive and so you want tuition-free college and you get to talk about how you're compassionate because you want to force other people to pay for uh, college students to go to school. Well, you might feel compassionate and other people might agree with you. Well, we want to actually solve that problem. You got to ask questions. Why is school so expensive? Why don't we have more schools? Why are people going for so many years when they could just be going to a trade school? Why did the cost of college explode when the government took over all of the loans? You got to answer those questions. And when you answer those questions and you come up with a solution from the answer to those questions, you could truly solve the problem and make college more affordable and really help people. Mm-hmm. And that's real compassion. Yeah. Not just talking about taking money from other people to help them. And actually with these folks, we probably agree on most of the problems. Yeah. Like is college too expensive? Yes. Is healthcare too expensive? Yes. Yeah. Are groceries too expensive? Yes. Has the price of housing gone up too is much? Is housing too expensive? Yes. Elizabeth is- Warren tweeted the other day that the, the answer to the, uh, the housing crisis was simple. We just don't have enough housing supply. She's like, it's economics 101. We don't have enough supply. I was like, okay, well, why do you support every regulation that makes it harder to build a house? Yeah. Like all the time, yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's the compassionate one. Because she wants to make sure no one's taking advantage of people or whatever uh, the reason may be, but these regulations end up making it way more expensive for someone to buy a house. So, yeah, once again, it's the most compassionate ideology. And uh, as libertarians, we should focus a little bit more time on explaining why and not just assume that everyone is as smart as we are. We should take, <laughs> I guess we can't reply to her anymore, but we can. No, she's got that. We could uh, quote tweet her. Yeah, we could quote tweet her with, yeah. a, with a clip mm-hmm. of this episode that. right here. All right, let's go. But Sally, you should, uh, you should join the libertarian movement. Do it. Yeah. Start. You can, you can uh, ask us questions. And by the way, there's no reason to be mean to people who ask questions like this. No, I think she's actually genuinely trying to figure out what libertarians are about. She didn't even say that they scare the S out of me with, what, uh, with their extreme selfishness. She so said it's, it scares me with what appears to be but maybe it's something else. She's giving the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Why do they question. seem so hostile? Not they're hostile. So don't just jump on and be, they seem hostile. Be mean to people. Cause apparently she says later on, that's why she turned the comments off. Cause there's only 21 comments on this thing. So anyhow, let's, uh, let's get out of here. I think that's a good place. To leave. I had, uh, eight other yeah. windows open here, Listen, but I think that's good. Liber- libertarianism is for the people. It is. Yeah. It's, it's people helping people. It's a powerful thing, mm-hmm. you know? Powerful and, stuff. And if you want to actually solve the real problem, like what is actually causing the problem, then libertarianism is really the only way to go. It's the only thing that's actually going to solve the, the root cause. Mm-hmm. There's roots that run deep. 
real deep, man. Real deep. And you need a libertarian shovel to get down there. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or a spoon, depending on how long you want to take mm-hmm. to solve the problem. So. All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, then share it with a friend. Uh, share it with Sally. Let Sally know where she can go to find the truth, to find what libertarians are actually really about, and why libertarians are the most compassionate people in the history of the planet. So share it with those folks. Uh, go to godhatesfeds.com because he does. And that's the only reason to visit there. Mm-hmm. If you're like, does God hate feds? And the answer to that has to be yes, then you must visit that website. There so you, you go. can know about it. That's the thing. People are knowing about it. You want to know about it. Join gmail.com to join the Fed Haters Club. There's a whole club of Fed haters. And it's not because we're hostile. No, it's just we don't believe in the government trying to solve our problems. We believe in people solving problems that don't, that are moral and don't force other people to do it. Uh, go to goodmorningliberty.us. You can find everything there. That's our main website, goodmorningliberty.us. Do all those things or don't. I don't care either way, but you should because it's good for you. And if you do that, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.